able to overcome this, that my life completely changed, that all these things happened, rather than it just being a fairy tale and because it makes me feel as if society doesn't really care about us. Like, if you could just look at us walking across the street and you think that we're a threat, like, what's really going on? Because... Like, once they move on, they're going to miss something from their last relationship. And then that's when, if they do decide to move on, they start um, telling up the things that went on in their previous relationship until the relationship they have with somebody now. And that's when they kind of like... to another very special episode of Plug In with K. As y'all know, we are here for season four. Yeah, it's season four and we are back. So here with me on this couch, I have two of the funniest people alive. I would call them the funniest people alive, but they real, you know, they real cool. You said what? I do think I'm kind of funny. I know you think you're kind of funny, <laughs> but here we go. I have Alvin. Nice to be here. And Jude. Hey, man, it's a blessing to be here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm proud of you. Appreciate I'm so it. proud of you. I'm proud <laughs> of both of y'all. So y'all have, so as y'all know, Abby was on here uh, back last season. So I guess because he added, you know, a little spice or whatever, so we decided to get him back or whatever. So. A little seasoning to the, you know, to the dish, boy. And if you listen to um, my intro that I made for this season, you would hear Alvy on the intro as well. So, I mean, I guess he feel a little special, but he he ain't all that. But you are, friend. You are that Appreciate friend. it, appreciate all it. All that in the bag of chips sometimes. Bag of chips and the drink. Not the drink, just the chips. All right, so today we are jumping into the topic learning how to embrace life's difficulties and difficult decisions all right how y'all feeling i'm feeling good i'm feeling good y'all had a good day oh yeah today was great great day went to the gym i'm not a gym girly i can't do it okay man just just got the best way to do it is to just get in and go i don't i don't even have strength to go to the gym like to walk in though Take some pre-workout. You're going to have some stuff. You're going to have to go. Like you're going to have to go. You're going to have to go. Like crackhead in Yeah, like you off a perk. You're going to be off soon. I just, I just can't do that. But let's not talk about that. The gym. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, let's get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> I told y'all it was funny. So, uh, to start this uh, episode off, we're gonna, I'm going to start off with, y'all know I'm a definition person. I love defining things. So the first thing I'm going to start off with is what a decision is. And we know that a decision from Webster's Dictionary is a conclusion or resolution reached after consideration. And I really wanted to hone in on us as young adults embracing difficult decisions because 
we all face difficulties in life, difficult situations, um, difficult um, events in life that drive us and push us and force us to make difficult decisions. So with that being said, we're just going to talk about it a little, little bit and, you know, kind of deal with it because it's something that I feel like in our society and especially in our culture is swept under the rug and like us as young adults we're not really heard in a sense um I feel like we sometimes don't have voices and that sometimes we're ignored until something happens um like suicide or like mental health issues things like that it's like we're ignored until something really happens to us and then oh they're paying attention to us so yeah we're just gonna dive in okay so we know that coming into adulthood, um, it comes with new experiences, greater responsibilities than, you know, that we start walking into and embracing daily. So we find ourselves in the position of beginning to make decisions, and we know that some of them are easy, some of them are hard. So um, I just want to paint this picture for y'all. So growing up, you know, we're little kids, and then we our first decision that, like, we start making on our own um, in childhood is kind of like, what do I, what, like, your parents ask you, what do you want to eat? then you that's like you feel like okay i can choose what i want to eat then it goes to what do you want to wear like your parents aren't dressing you anymore you're dressing yourself then from there you know you go on to like high school things like that and it's more like well what clubs do i want to be a part of what friends do i want to have and we start making those decisions until we tap into like adulthood in the college world and we start getting in this place of it's much more difficult decisions, more like, well, what classes are you going to take? What is going to be your major? What field of study are you going to go into? How are you going to pay for this? How are you going to do this? How are you going to survive? So it's just like basically transitioning from that, those softer decisions to these harder ones. So we know that, you know, a lot of times life just doesn't go how we plan it to go, how we expect it to go. And, you know, Throughout, throughout this, I'd say it's important for us to have, like, a relationship with God so that way we can trust that his plan because we know that, like, the older we get, we're on our own in a sense. But we're not truly on our own because we have God on our side. So, tapping in, I know I just talked a lot. I'm just going to go ahead and get started. So, I just want to ask y'all, have you ever been in a place where you had to make a decision and it seemed as if all your choices weren't the best? <clears throat> It's hmm. a good question. <laughs> Very good question. Good question. <laughs> hmm. When did I have to make a hard decision where the choices don't seem that great? Um. <laughs> come back to that question. <laughs> yeah, come back to that question. Can we come back to it? <laughs> I, I gave it to you now. Mm. I told y'all I had some had some up my sleeve. This commercial is brought to you by. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we probably should come back to this one. Yeah, we yeah. Do. So when I come back to it, y'all going to have an answer. We're going to have an answer. All right. So here's the next one. How would you say your decisions affect your mental and physical health as a young adult? Well, I'm going to say that every decision that you make really, you know what I'm saying, dictates your future. Like, let's say you decide, I'm going to go out today and I'm going to. I'm going to eat this and this, and I'm going to keep eating this this kind of food. If you eat apples, you eat, you know what I'm saying, fruits, vegetables, you'll have better health. Yeah. Let's say I eat fast food every day. It could cause me to get bloated. You could gain weight, you know what I'm saying? That could have a toll on your mental. You might say, I think I'm a good-looking person, but you might start saying, you eating all of this kind of food. Now, 
you look into the mirror now you don't think you look good at yourself you know mm -hmm. i feel like that really affects how you feel you know and just you know you decide to stay up late let's say you stay up real late for study for a test like obviously you could possibly do better on the test you could pass the test but you're sacrificing your sleep yeah so it's you know it's pros and cons and everything that you do yeah i'm gonna just pick it back up with what he said because like and all honestly every decision that we make is going to you know lead us to different possibilities in our future so we just got to make sure we pick the right thing for what we want to you know do in life for me i would say a lot of my decisions um typically affect my mental health more than anything because i'm an overthinker I overthink everything and I'm constantly asking different people their opinions on things like that before I make a before I make a decision or I confide in people that I can trust before I make a decision. So for me making decisions is it like especially difficult decisions it gives me a bit of like anxiety in a sense. And it's not like bad anxiety but it's I would say it's anxiety to a point to where like if I'm in the process or if I'm in a season of my life where I'm having to make a hard decision, I shut down from everything. And I know that may not be like the right thing to do, but I know that I shut down in order to hone in on what to do best and to also like pray about it and talk to God about it and wait for his response. So for me, it takes a difficult decisions really take a toll on my mental health because I get into this state of, I'm like, okay, it's me against the world right now for this decision. And so I know that they may not be like a good thing, but at the same time, like we still learning from it, right? So that's my perspective. I know like it's kind of hard. Decisions are like kind of hard. On, they're like really, really hard on my mental. That's why like I always try to plan everything out the right way. And then here come a bump in the road and I'm like, oh, okay, what do I do now? So yeah, I'm working on that though. So we're gonna go back to that question, right? Y'all got an answer. I mean, like later on down the line. Y'all said when I came back to it. Okay. That is the first question. Okay. You just want me to ask you that one. Kind of. Do okay, that. so you do join the armed forces, right? Correct. So you're basically like fighting for our country and stuff like that. So we know that that is like an extremely tough decision to make. You know, to agree to actually put your life on the line for other people. Um, on the battlefield. So, how did you come to make that decision, and how was that pro that process of making that decision for you? Well, I say that you know, I I decided to make that decision because I wanted a better future for myself. So, I wasn't always a good kid. You know, I I ain't gonna say I was bad, but you know, you you do what you you do what you do. You know, I'm not that <laughs> same person no more. But I have to say that. I seen my friends, you know, like doing what we always wanted to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. In order to get results, you can't really be in the same environment that you once grew up I grew up in. You know what I'm saying? That's so, good. so like, you know what I'm saying? I knew my friends what they were finna do. They were finna go to college, do this and do that. And like, it would have been easy for me, you know what I'm saying, to do the same thing that they was doing. But I, I just knew that. I needed something different for myself and I was like I think by joining by joining the army you know what I'm saying it'll really balance me out it'll make me into a better person it'll calm me down it'll give me kind of like that stability you mm -hmm. know I say it was a, I, I ain't gonna say I really did the process by myself like I met with the recruiter by myself I 
went to MIPS by myself. I tried to get myself prepared for just doing it all like by myself. So doing it, I say that's probably one of the best decisions I made because it, it took me from the environment that I was in and it kind of like separated me from my peers, you know, mm -hmm. like I would say if you want to, if you really want to achieve something or you want to um, better yourself, you're not going to be able to grow into that same, you're not, you can't grow in that same environment that you lived in. Like I know a lot of people be like, I'm going to, you know what I'm saying, I'm going to stay in my hometown and I'm going to do this and do that. But really, you know what I'm saying, your hometown, where you grow up at, that be the city that hates you the most, you know what I'm saying, that don't really want to see you grow. And, you know, doing, like, joining the military, I met a lot of different people, seen a lot of different things, and it just, you know, it made me into a better person. I'm more stable, you know. I know how to do this. When I go to jobs, they see, oh, you're in the military. Oh, well, we know that you you disciplined. We know yeah. you're going to do this and you're going to do that. They don't really have to worry about me, you know what I'm saying, falling into one of those categories as, you know, as some other people do. So... One of the best decisions I made, I would definitely do it. I encourage anybody to do it, but, you know, it's not for everybody, but. I want to piggyback off of what you said about um, <clears throat> basically uh, how the environments that we're in, how diff. so I want, I want to piggyback off of that, how difficult it can be to leave an environment that you're so comfortable being in. That's difficult in itself. So, like. How okay? So I know that both of y'all came here to college, and y'all are like not from here. Y'all far from home and everything. So how difficult was it for you to come into a new environment that was unfamiliar and uncommon to y'all? For me personally, I wanted to get out of my comfort zone because back in my hometown, I went to school with people who looked like me and act like me, and you know, every, we was all just alike. Mm -hmm. So like, I chose USM because I said okay. In the real world, I'm going to be working with people who don't really look or act how I do and don't come from the same background. So I have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. That's so, a bar. Yeah. <laughs> get comfortable with being uncomfortable. I'm yeah. going to put that on a t-shirt. Yeah, that, that was real catchy. <laughs> I don't know. I say that a lot on all my episodes. It's always a bar in every episode because wisdom be dropped. So <laughs> it just yeah. it just depends. I'm glad I did that because like it showed me how to like act in different rooms when you have different groups of people in them. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, that that's that's it. So my next question for y'all is: We know that you know a lot of our decisions have consequences so what would you say was the greatest consequence that you've learned from um from a from making a i wouldn't say a wrong decision a wrong decision but making a not so good decision what would you say was your greatest consequence that you've learned well i'm gonna say this you know so my decision this kind of happened recently i say March 30th. So me <laughs> That's an exact this is it's the exact day. So this 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 what happened. So I'm a I'm a DJ, you know. I started out DJing, you know, beginning of this year, you know, I started enjoying it. I found my passion. I enjoy doing it. So I was throwing house parties. So I threw a nineties and a two thousands party at my crib. You know, I told everybody, you know, pull up, you know. We got we got everything. We got food. We got you know. But did you really have everything? In all honesty, <laughs> in all honesty, no. I really didn't have it. But in the moment, it was like 
you know, so I'm going to throw this house party. I'm going to do this. And it's going to be cool because I had threw a party at my crib before. And, you know, everything happened. It was cool. Nothing bad happened. But this particular party, it was just... It was just a little different so it was a 90s 2000s party everybody dressing up and theme we got 90s 2000s music we got we got food we got drinks we got over 300 worth of pizza we just letting everybody you know come in and get what you want have a good time vibe so you know what i'm saying over the course of the party it could be the music it could be the people that was in there but you know over a certain time like the floor started to just kind of like cave in like you ever walk like a, on a hill, like you walking up the hill, you, uh, mm -hmm. the floor was kind of like that. So my roommate telling me to end the party. He like, man, we got to end the party. We don't really need to do this no more. Uh, I'm the DJ, so I'm controlling the music. I told, I tell everybody we got time for one more song. So I play one more song. Everybody jumping. The floor is vibrating. <laughs> we get, we get everybody out the party. My roommate, he, he kind of mad, you know, me, I, I'm like, I didn't know what was going on. Like, I understood the, I didn't understand, I didn't understand the severity severity of what was going on at the time until I seen it. And the floor really was kind of caved in. So in my mind, in my mind, I said that we're going to put all our furniture back in the house and we just going to wait. We're going to wait a couple of months and we're going to, um, you know, tell the office that the um that this happened so i was like this is what we're gonna do so the police ended up coming that same night and kicked everybody out alerted the office so that next day it's eight in the morning we get a knock on the door from the property manager you know she come in and it's a good thing that my downstairs neighbor had just moved out because if not probably the floor probably would have collapsed on her but more of the story the next day they told us we had to go. So the next morning, 8 a.m. in the morning, they knocked on the door. They said it's time for y'all to go. Like it's they the words that they used, they said it's inhabitable for y'all to live in the apartment. So they gave us about 14 days to get out. And we can only move out during office hours. So that was kind of kind of like the deal breaker for me. You know what I'm saying? I the the lesson I learned was you shouldn't be throwing parties at your house. <laughs> you know, like Obviously, you shouldn't be throwing parties at your house, especially where you live at. You know, you don't never want to be in a in a situation where you don't got nowhere to stay, but yeah. you had a good time. Cause it just you don't really balance out. So, you know, I, that's probably was the biggest you know decision I learned. Now, you know, I still throw parties. You know what I'm saying? We got a we got a back to school party loading up August 19th. I hope everybody there. So I know you're not promoting your stuff on my podcast. We got, we got a back to school party. We got a back to school party on August 19th. So, you know, so I still throw parties, but I don't throw them in my house or my place of residence because, you know, that's your place of residence, you know? And I called my dad and I, I told him what happened and he wasn't surprised. Um, <laughs> but the reason he wasn't surprised is not because I did it, it's because the same thing kind of happened to him, you know, in his situation. He was just glad that I bounced back. I got somewhere nice to stay now. Definitely don't throw parties at my house. You know, <laughs> I, I don't even want to, I don't even want, if I hear more than 10, 15 people in my house and it's loud, I get a little scared. I got PTSD now, <laughs> you know, but you know. So what is the, the, so what is the greatest consequence that you learned from that? You don't need to throw no parties at your house, <laughs> you know. People don't care about your stuff. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, they they there for the party. They there for the good. They there for the food, the drinks, and the vibes. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the night, when everything over with, I gotta live here. I gotta go go in my room and lay down and go to sleep. So, so so let's let's put this into words. The greatest consequence that you learned was not to not to choose pleasure over provisions. Yeah, I like how that sound. That sound real good. How did you come up with that? <laughs> how did I come up yeah, with that? It's, it's just something about this brain that God gave me. You know, it be working. Cause not don't not to put pleasure. Yeah. Uh, what did I say? What was the second word? Over, <laughs> pleasure it. over provisions. Cause cause you know your apartment, your where you stay at, that's a provision that, that God made you, for you, right? And you put Great. pleasure over what He blessed you with. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you learn. That's what I learned. I don't do that no more. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What was the question again? I forgot. I'm not gonna lie. So from out of um, decisions that you've made, what would you say is the greatest consequence that you've learned from a not so good decision? Hmm. One consequence that I learned is that you can't be everywhere at the same time. You got to prioritize your time, you know, in a meaningful way that'll make sure you come out on top. Because sometimes, you know, I mean, it's good to try to be there for everybody and do everything that you're supposed to. But at the end of the day, Sometimes you just gotta put you first. Like at the end of the day, bro, you gotta think about you. Sometimes, bro, don't tire yourself out like that. Yeah, and be there for everybody. True. Cause when you're there for everybody, you gotta think who's gonna be there for me. Exactly. So how difficult is it? How difficult would y'all say it is to um, be there solely for yourself and not for others? <clears throat> Cause for me, I find it extremely difficult for me. Me too, but. At the time, keep on going. You you end up learning. Like you, sometimes you just gotta think about yourself and put yourself first. Because at the end of the day, if you making sure everybody's straight, that's gonna they gonna be good. And then if you look at yourself down the line and you're not that good, I mean, who's there left to pick you up other than yourself? Yeah. And you can't. It's hard to pick yourself up when you ain't got that much left. So. I think one of my great, one of my favorite is quotes. Favorite quotes, not favorite is y'all. It's been a long day. I think one of my favorite quotes, um, it says, um, don't pour too much into others who won't pour back into you. But I'm going to answer my own question here. I think the greatest consequence that I've uh, learned from and the decision that I've had to make. uh, You want us to come back to this question? Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is uh we trying to figure out how to talk about it. Um okay, we're not gonna talk about that one. We'll talk about this one. So one of the second greatest consequences that I've learned from was um failure. Uh, choosing to kinda like kinda like Abby said, choosing to not not prioritize things. So one of the greatest consequences that I had to learn from was that um when you give your energy and your time to so much and not to the right things you face the consequence of failure and because you face the consequence of failure that doesn't mean that that's the end of like your story or whatever it's just something that you learn and grow from right because when you find and a lot of times i feel like us as young adults when we find ourselves in failure we feel as if it's extremely difficult to move forward. When in reality, it's not. It's just like we have to get out that mindset of 
oh, I failed, so I'm stuck here or whatever, and I don't know where to go. It's just like failure is not like a stopping point. Failure is just a stop sign. It's not a stopping point. Failure. I mean, success is failure turned inside, inside out. That's what happens all the time. And then I think that us as young adults, our biggest struggle with difficulty is comprehending that it's a normal expectation in life. Because every day is not going to be peaches and cream. And I think that a lot of times we allow social media and we allow um, other people and like just what we see in the society and the culture that we're in, we allow everything that we see to make us feel as if, um, if your life or if your life is filled with difficulty or you experience difficult moments in your life that something's wrong with no difficult difficulty should be an expectation because how can you grow unless you go through a little pain you go through like you got to stretch out muscles like y'all go to the gym i don't go but I, I i you know i'm in the medical field a little bit i got a little knowledge and like when y'all stretch out muscles or like do that it, it hurts when you first start right mm -hmm. so that's like the difficulty in life so how can you expect to grow in something that you're not stretching or you know you y'all kind of get what i'm saying no pain no gain pretty much yeah that's yeah, basically yeah. simple I'm not seeing it. <laughs> the brain God bless you with so, what you said. Yeah, the brain God bless you with. So, being young African American men here in this society that we live in, do you all feel greater pressure when it comes to uh, experiencing difficulty and making difficult decisions? Do y'all feel extra pressure? Why or why not? I'm going to say yes. Because, you know, growing up, my pops always taught me, he said, you already got two strikes Sorry. against you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You black and you man. a man. So society, you know what I'm saying, already wants you to either be dead or in the jail. Because that's just, that's just how things is. So as a black man, you got to learn how to control what you say and how control you what you do and how you say it. And also try to control your, you know, just, you know, just us being black, you know what I'm saying? We have like a, black people have like a little mug, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're not trying to mug, but you kind of look like, you know what I'm saying? Scary, you know what I'm saying? That's why police officers are more likely to kill us, because we just look, you know what I'm saying, kind of intimidated, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying, just off the rip. So I just try to, you know, if I don't need to be there, you know, I ain't going to try to be there, because I don't want to be... I don't want to be in no bad situation, no bad juju, because at the end of the day, if it's if it's three people in the car, it's, it's, it's two black people and one white person. The white person normally can get off whatever's going on, just because who they know, what they know, and just because of how they is. But the black people, oh, they look at you, the first thing they think, oh, you got a record. Oh, we know you're doing something wrong. You got any drugs with you? That's just the first thing that they looking for because that's, that's the world's perception of you. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. you just got to be careful what you do because you don't want to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Something bad end up happening to you. Yeah. Yeah, we do have to, like, think, you know, harder about our decisions because just like you said, we already got two strikes against us. The world going to see us, you know, differently regardless, so. We got to think twice before we react and respond or actually like just do anything in general because I don't know, like, 
Um, it's tough being a black man. I ain't gonna lie, but it's okay. I would say, okay, it's tough being black, period. Not to negate what y'all said, but just being like, because some of the same struggles that y'all are talking about and like the difficulty of it, us as like black women, I've experienced some of it, right? Like being in a place where we had to make a decision based, well, being in a place where we had to make a decision of do we why like we're being disrespected i i me and my friends we had we had a situation where we were like out in public and of course someone that was not of our color was basically doing the most and in the sense when the police arrived um and were trying you know security whatever they were mostly trying to you know attack us when in reality it wasn't us so we had to make the decision, like, you know, me and my friends, they're hot, they're upset about it. But we had to make lot we had to make the logical decision of, okay, let's think about this. One, we're black and we're young women, right? So think about that. Then on top of that, we had to make the decision, do we wild out here and show out, or do we compose ourselves and wait till we get back where we're going with just us together and then we um unpack it there with each other. So the same, I would say not all the way how y'all have it, but we experience this, well, we experience the same things as well. And sometimes it's just truly, like I said, it's just truly hard being like a black person in America, especially when there's so much going on, so many decisions being made. And then you see the, the media with so many African-Americans who are, who make, who make poor decisions and they, they think or expect all of us to make the same poor decisions. So we're not only just dealing with making our own personal decisions, but we're also dealing with having to make decisions that won't make us uh, fit the statistics or the negative connotations that they have about us being African-American people. Guess that's not like a lot. And then, so the importance of voicing um, what we're experiencing during difficulty. So, how do y'all, when y'all are in a difficult place in life, a difficult season, a hard how how do y'all? I would add, I want to ask y'all how do you um, communicate that you're in a difficult or a tight spot in life? Or do you not communicate that with other people? <clears throat> Growing up, we're taught to like be tough and to not like really express our emotions like that. Because if we do, all people gonna do is say, "Oh, you you soft, you need to toughen up," or um, "Don't nobody care." But I mean, society has gotten better with it, all of that lately. So, what I, things that I do now to cope with things that I'm you know experiencing, I'll like journal, or else you know I'll just call somebody I'm close with. Who I feel like will understand where I'm coming from, depending on which situ whichever situation I'm going through. I'm not gonna lie to you. Journals be saving my life. Oh yeah. <clears throat> to just write down what you're feeling in that moment, or write down, okay, this is my decision. These are the pros of this decision. These are the cons of this decision, and which one outweigh, and what do I do? Journals really be saving my life. Journals really be sparing people out here. They just don't know. Like I write stuff about people in my journals, like oh. You was finna catch it, but you be better be glad I brought my journal to work with me. God, it's good. Because you was finna catch everything that's on this page. I mean, you, gotta, you gotta pray about it, too. I'm glad you said God. Good. You, gotta, you gotta pray. Do y'all pray? Oh, go ahead. Answer this last Answer this, this last question before I ask this next one. <laughs> oh, I have to say, you know what I'm saying? You gotta find something 
that makes you take like takes your mind away from mm-hmm. like everything that's going on. Like I grew up with like a lot of like older people, so me personally, I like just sitting on the porch and just you know vibing out, just a little music, a little nineties R and B. I can just sit outside, listen to a little music. You know what? I'm not that mad no more, or I'm not that you know what I'm saying. I'm thinking more clearly, or you know what I'm saying. I like going to the gym. I feel like if I'm a little you know I'm a little angry or I got a little aggression, you know, I just you know take it out on the weights, man. The weights. I get mad at the weights, and they just, you know what I'm saying, they, we get mad at each other, and we just, we go like that, but, or just, you know, kind of like isolate yourself, you know, just sit somewhere, and just, I try to do like, whenever I get like, trying to rile up or something, I just close my eyes, and I just take like a deep breath, and I think, this ain't gonna be the end of the world, you're gonna get through it, mm-hmm. there's plenty of people that didn't been where you at, that didn't got through it, so. That's what I try to do. I just want to tweak what you said. I would say separate yourself, not isolate yourself. Because when you isolate yourself, you cut yourself off from resources and people that can help you. Rather than when you separate yourself, you just step away for a moment. So I would say separate instead of isolate. Okay. That helps. That's fair. That's fair. Now, for me, when I'm in difficult decisions, I... I promise y'all, I don't know one day from the next, or if I'm no, in a wait, difficult moment. I gotta moment. ask something else. Uh-huh. I got an older sister. Like I just, I don't know. I call her for anything. Like it can be a something small can happen. This girl just cut me off on the road. This dude they cut me. I'm calling my sister. Okay, well it's not that bad. I don't got. No, I need some gas in my car. I'm gonna call my sister because my sister gone. She gonna talk to me about it because. Like, I go to my sister for anything. Like, I'm going to go to my sister before I go to my mom, dad, anybody. Because my sister's going to know. She's going to know everything that's going on. And she might not always answer. Because, you know, my sister a nurse. so But she, she'll walk into a little room. Hey, you called me? What's going on? Well, she going to call me back, though. And we're going to talk about it. Shout out to the big sisters out there, man. They, they great. They be coming through. For real. Oh, I'm a big sister, so I just feel so loved right Shout now. Shout out to the big sister, man. We really be coming through. Like, we really be putting Band-Aids on people, cheering that don't belong to us. Like, like a second mama out here, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then we get in trouble for being the second mama growing up. Like, make that make sense. Like, them ain't your children. <laughs> then what do you want me to do with them? Why do they keep coming to me? But it's... Yeah. Uh, my mama be mad that... I'm gonna be mad. I'm gonna be mad at my sister that my sister know what's going on and she don't. She be like, y'all just hide everything from me. <laughs> That's my, my favorite line. Y'all hide everything from me. But my sister be knowing. She be like, I bet you already knew. My sister be new. We just, we just, you late to the party. You know, <laughs> we just telling you know. Oh, yeah. And, you know. But I think that also comes with adulthood. Um, to to kind of swerve um from what y'all just said right there. I'm gonna say this. So y'all both talked about, well, you you talked about having um, somebody that you can talk to, right? So I think that also when you are in difficult times, facing difficulty or in a place of having to make difficult decisions, it's important to have someone of a sound mind um, around you as well. Whether it be like a mentor, um, a a loved one or a friend, someone you can trust who's not going to lead you in the wrong direction, right? I think that's ultimately important because me, um, for me, when I when it comes time for me to make decisions and things like that, um, one of my, well, the, the main person that I typically call is my auntie 
Um, she's like my best friend. She's like my sister, my mama. She like it all in one. And, you know, I'm not taking away from my parents or anything like that because, you know, I still talk to my parents. But it's like I truly go to my auntie because she's like a mentor to me. So I go and I talk to her about different things. I'm, the other day, I think you heard me talking to her mm -hmm. for a while. So, like, we were just talking and, like, talking about, okay, how uh, – and, and it gets to a point to where, like, um, when you have that person there, they don't tell you – it's not like you should grow to a point to where they don't tell you what to do, but they allow you to listen back to yourself so you can hear um, if you're making a sound decision or not. Because I would say, what I mean by that is sometimes when I find myself talking to my aunt about different things, um, she'll look at me or she'll tell me, and this this is something that she says to me all the time and I get a little frustrated with. She'll say, Kay, why did you call me? You already know the answer to what you just asked me. And I'm like, I don't know the answer. And she was like, you do know that. And she said, what did you just tell me? She said, what were the pros or what were the cons or what was the consequences of what you just told me that you don't want to face? And I'd be like, ooh. Lord, let me go phone with you. I love you. Let me go to phone with you. And you know, but at this in that moment, you need people that are transparent with you, especially when you're making difficult decisions. Because if not, it's gonna be like the blind leading the blind, and then three blind might falling down the stairs of life yeah. instead of moving forward. You don't want to call the person that's gonna tell you what you want to hear. Oh God, yeah. you gotta you gotta have somebody who's gonna tell you, you know, straight up, like, okay, you right, whereas hey, man. I'm not gonna lie, you wrong. Cause if you just got a like a yes man or if somebody who always say you right, even when you deep down you gonna know if you're right or wrong. Mm -hmm. So like if you always got somebody who say boost your head up saying that you right all the time, nah, you so, need, need to get rid of them. Cause they, they ain't got your best interests in mind, honestly. Yeah. Uh that when I tell y'all that be recently, I think I was talking to my aunt uh recently and what did she say to me? I forgot what she said, but when she said it, I looked at her. She looked at me, and we both started laughing. I think she said, um, crap, what was it? I'm afraid it's going to come back to me, but it was so funny. But, yeah, so thinking about that, my next question to y'all is, do you find yourself in prayer before you make decisions? To be completely honest, I don't really, I don't pray as much as I should, but I do pray, but it sometimes ends up after yes, decisions already after. made. Like it just it just ends up happening like that sometimes. True, and in reality, we could have like avoided a lot of stuff if we probably prayed before we even did. Exactly, yeah, we couldn't like that. <laughs> if I would have prayed before, maybe I, I wouldn't have got evicted out of my apartment. You know, maybe, maybe I still would have my apartment. Yo, Paul, <laughs> what? Maybe, maybe God would have told me, hey, I'll leave you out of this party this night. That's not the move. Okay. Uh, but me, I would say for me, I have to pray before I make decisions. Uh, my relationship with, with God is uh, extremely like the main priority of my life. Uh, I, I know people may say it's corny or whatever, but like I go to God about everything. I like, I go lock myself in my room and just talk to him about different things. I journal. I be like, okay, like, I, I'm at a place now where I be like, look, guy, just tell me, yeah or no. Yes or no, show me what's going on. You know, you know how, like, uh, they tell you to pray that prayer, Lord, show me who for me and who not for me. Ooh, I be hating to pray that prayer because being in my whole little life that I think I done cultivated to fall apart. And you I be gotta like, start cutting people off. You yeah. Be, what's going on? <laughs> I be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you pray? Hey, he like, man, you pray? I'm showing you right now. 
And then I'd be like, well, guys, I should just stay blind at that point. <laughs> but it comes with, like, making those decisions to say, okay, God, even in this moment of difficulty, I know it may be difficult for me to let this person go. It may be difficult for me to cut this connection off. But, God, I'm trusting you that even in this difficult moment that you're going to restore me and you're going to take this ending. Oh, this is so good. So I do devotionals every day. And this week's devotional is talking about like embrace it. Well, it's talking about overcoming hard times and hard situations. And so I think it was Monday's devotional. It was talking about um crap. It's on the tip of my tongue. It was talking about embracing difficult embracing difficulty and how when you make a how when you make a difficult decision and it seems like something comes to an end it's not truly the end or a death of a thing it's the true it's the beginning of something else so it was talking about how when one thing ends it allows god to come in and begin something new in you to give you a new revelation on life so basically like how one basically a ending or a death truly isn't an ending or a death it's the beginning of your next chapter and I think that a lot of times when we find ourselves in difficult moments, we only, and things fail, like we plan our lives out, or if something doesn't go to plan how we want it to go, we feel like, okay, this is ended. This is difficult for me to move on from this place. But God is like truly trying to show us, okay, I, I, or I let this happen to show you that I got so much more in store for you. I needed you to let all of this go. I needed you to stop this. And I need you to learn from this difficult moment in this difficult place so that I can take you to the place that I'm trying to take you where everything else is beautiful over here or basically turn your life around, give you like a full 360, 180 to show you that what you thought was good over here is better over here. Yeah, he preparing you for a bigger blessing. Mm-hmm. Y'all funny. Snaps. Snaps, snaps, snaps. Yeah, clapping soon. Clapping. We ready for the next question. Next question. Next question. My last question for y'all. Ain't that the first question? Mm-hmm. Okay. Come on. Think about that. Guys. First. Exit. I forgot it. Okay. I'm going to reword it. It's the same question. Okay. Maybe the wording was the problem. Maybe the wording was the problem. How was the wording the problem? Tell me how the wording. You said what? (laughs) (laughs) This man. Okay, here we go. Have you ever been in a place where you had to make a decision and it seemed as if both of your choices or all of your choices weren't good or weren't the best? Well, I guess, like, um... I guess you're in trouble. Um, you know what I'm saying? You got to make a decision. Okay, okay. I, I can think of a decision. I can think of a time. It's going to be like real, like generic. Let's say you get you in trouble at school. Like, I didn't been in trouble at school before. And the teacher asks you, do you want me to call your mom or you want me to call your dad? Oh, oh. <laughs> both, both, really, I don't want you to call nobody. <laughs> Truthfully, I want us to handle this right here and and, and straighten it out. Hey, I'm you not gonna do this no me more. At that point. Yeah, I, I thought I you were gonna say pedal against in home. I'll be like, okay, give me them leaks, man. Yeah, I did. I did. I went to uh, elementary school like where they did do paddling, so you know, so I got paddled a couple times. You know. <laughs> a couple. So it, it is what it is, but you know, it'd be like, do you want us to do this or do you want us to do that? 
Like, if you call my mom or my dad, I'm going to get in trouble both ways. <laughs> really? You know what I'm saying? I want us to talk this out. Maybe, you know, maybe send me to ISS or something <laughs> for the rest of the day, you know, and I'll come back tomorrow with a different attitude. But and then it, it, I guess it's like a lose-lose because either way, I'm going to get in trouble. So I had to say that's a, a little time that I had. Hmm. Or, yeah. or or listen, or your or oh, I think of a great, a great, I get in trouble at school. And my mama would be like, um, do you want me to take your phone and your game or, or you can't go outside no more? Ooh, them outside days was it. Them outside days was it. But if I'm in the house, <laughs> no TV, no nothing, now I got to stay outside. But eventually you got to come home. So it's a lose-lose it's, it's on which side, you know? So that's, I can really relate to that. <laughs> what kind of lose-lose situation did I have? Really can't think of it. I can think of like different scenarios, like how you did, but I don't know, bro. Like I don't think I've ever been faced with like a lose lose situation. So I mean, whichever whichever thing I'll pick, I I, I think I picked the right choice. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, that's the winning choice, apparently. So um, I don't know. This was a kind of a hard question. Ooh, very hard. Okay. What about you, Kay? Me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, little story time, like Jill be saying. Um, so there was this time in my life where um, I was in a very toxic situation relationship. Toxic. Ooh, oh, it was bad. Toxic. It was bad. I was, it, yeah, that one. Some of that story you told. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't. She needed to be in jail. <laughs> it was bad. Um, so yeah, it was really, really bad. And I had to make the choice to either, uh, leave or stay in a sense. Right. I had to make the choice. And for me, I, I felt like that was the hardest choice for me to make simply because I was at a point in my life. I was like, well, if it's not him, then ain't nobody, like, there's nobody else out there. Right. I felt that way. I was like, okay, if it's not him, it ain't nobody else. But at the same time, like, I'm really getting tired of him doing this and doing that and doing this. And then, you know, stuff coming back on me. And then, right, I'm tired of stress, especially, like, being here in college and all this other stuff. So I was like, okay, what do I do? And I was like, I can either leave and, you know, be sitting here crying and stuff about it. And I don't like crying for real. And then I'm going to be walking around sad all the time for a little while. Or do I stay and, you know, run the risk of basically, you know, putting hands on somebody's child. So in that sense, I was like, okay, you know, what do what do I do? But I, I ultimately made the right decision because I prayed about it and some more stuff came out or whatever. So I prayed about it and, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm a better person. I love the Lord more because um, it, it was bad. It was bad. You was walking around crying, huh? Huh? Walking around crying. Oh yeah, I was. I wasn't walking around crying. I was like locked in my room crying, like See. deep in under the covers. Like crying. a sad puppy. Uh, I wouldn't say like a sad puppy. It was like I was crying and tearing up stuff in my room. See, when it comes to stuff like that, like if it's a toxic relationship, you either you got to come to the decision of okay, I'm gonna either leave right now and cry for like a few days or maybe a week, yeah, or else just stay and continue to feel the same pain I've been feeling. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really up to you, because we all accept the love we think we deserve, so like, if you think you deserve better, leave. If you think you deserve, you know, bad, stay. 
that's really it at the end of the day. But see, the, that's really it. and then, like, the thing about it is, I think the thing that I had to learn was that, because I listen, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and things like that. So one thing that I had to learn in that moment, because I was listening to a podcast after all that happened, and the greatest lesson that I learned from that is that sometimes what we think is best for us is not God's best, right? Because even though I left, God, that wasn't God's best for me to be stuck there in that situation, fighting all the time, arguing all the time, basically, like, getting mistreated and felt, you know, emotionally, like, unstable in a relationship with somebody. When in reality, God has something better that's more peaceful and stuff. So it's just like, okay, understanding, okay, God, I trust you and I trust what you got best, for, what you have in the future that will be best for me. But in the same time, like once you're, I, once you're in like a toxic situation and you get so caught up in that routine, it's difficult to leave and it's difficult to make the decision to leave because you've been so used to it all the time. And I think that's what happens with a lot of us as young adults. Not just even that, like toxic relationships with like friends, family, toxic situations, people that's like always in like mess and stuff. It's hard, I'd say in our generation and our culture, it's hard to leave that because one, it's uncommon to you. That's like the environment that you're com most comfortable in. And two, you don't know how to leave and you don't know like where else to go outside of that, right? So now you see everybody telling us, oh, I'm working on me for me, when in reality, you just left an environment and you're moving into something new and you don't know how to basically, you don't, it's difficult for you to embrace newness when you're still stuck on trying to go backwards. That's real. That didn't make sense to me, but. <laughs> you got any more questions for us? Mm-mm. Okay, last question. Well, yeah, I do. I got one last one. If you could give a piece of advice to any young adult that's in a difficult season of their life or is having to make a difficult decision, what piece of advice would you give them? Ooh, pray first. And then once God show you them signs, listen to the signs because your, your heart is going to tell you, ah, oh, that can't be a sign. Then he's going to send you a bigger one. Ah, oh, that ain't no sign. He's going to slap you across the face. There go the sign. That ain't no sign. No, just listen to the first sign, you know, save yourself. So Yeah, don't walk in denial. Yeah. Pray first, don't walk in denial. Make that decision. It'll be better in the end. I say, you know what I'm saying, a piece of advice. Don't rush don't necessarily rush to grow up, you know what I'm saying? Because these bills ain't no joke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rent gonna keep coming. The first of the month gonna always come. It's always unexpected stuff. And just to really just wait. And I say, um, don't never be in a rush to leave your parents' crib. You know, it's, don't, don't be in a rush to leave out your parents' house. Because I know me, I was like 18, I'm gone, I'm going to hit the road. But in all honesty, if I would have stayed a little longer, I probably would have been more prepared, more money saved up, more blessings would have fell in my hand. You know, I just think that a lot of the stuff that I went through, was because I was like, I want to do it on my own. You know, I want to do it by myself. But if I would have stayed, you know, a lot of things that your parents are trying to teach you is for a reason. So you just need to stay like, if I would have stayed, I'd say just a just a year, you know what I'm saying? Not Maybe not even a year, eight months, you know what I'm saying? Just staying there with my folks, you know, I would have been more prepared for the world, you know. I would have had a cushion. I would have had a little more money saved. I could have did this. I would have been better prepared for everything, but... 
you know, rushing to be grown. It ain't always fun, you know. That's, that's my little piece of advice. So before I answer this question, adding to what you just said, um, we know that like, and basically society now is like social media and everything. It's like our generation is all of, I got to like, we're such a independent generation and it's crazy. Like they, they make it, they basically like stereotype people who still stay with their parents or who parents help them. They're like, Oh, you're not out here getting it on your own. You're not grinding for real because you, because you're getting a handout, but you're not really getting a handout. It's more of you're actually taking the time to learn who you are and you're making that decision that, okay, when it's time for me to move forward into adulthood, uh, that come with making healthy decisions. When it's time for me to move forward into adulthood, I'm prepared. I'm ready, like you were saying. So I think that a lot of I think that a lot of times we feel rushed to move up because rushed to move up, move out, move move forward on our own independently, simply because it's like the the way the culture is is, is like pushing us to. And like I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Like me personally, I feel like I'm behind in life simply because I'm here in college and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I'm doing a lot of things on my own, but I still feel behind because like I pay attention to like a lot of what society say and like I'm real bad about it because I told y'all I'm an overthinker. So it's like I feel behind because one, uh, I'm not in a relationship and then I also feel behind because I'm not as financially uh, stable as I would like to be. And then like I feel like I'm behind because even though I'm in school, I feel like I need to be doing so much more when in reality is life is not a, a sprint. It's not a sprint. It's a life marathon. It's not a marathon. It's not a and that's something that like I'm really trying to learn. So I'm glad that you said that. And then for me, a piece of advice that I would say is to trust God's timing and to know that even if you make the wrong decision, that God always turns every decision out for your good. That'd be my piece of advice. Like no matter what you do, no matter how life goes, no matter what you write no matter where you fall at just get back up and know that god makes everything beautiful from beginning to end like he won't let anything be a part of your story that he's not gonna turn around in reality and just use it to you know make you better or make you the person that you're gonna be in the future right because we don't know who we're gonna be in the future like we can we can feel it we can kind of see it but like we're not gonna really understand why we went through everything until we get to that point in life that God wants us to be into. And then you look back and you lie and you're like, oh okay, now I get that. Now I understand that. Like I I made a quote last season because I was like, man, that's a bar. I gotta put that on a t-shirt. And my quote said, um, it says, don't despise your life because it'll make more sense when you look at it backwards. So when you get to where you're going in life and then you look back on your story, you're like, oh okay, this got me there and that got me here and this decision pushed me here and I learned this from that failure. So that's how, so like life makes sense backwards. It doesn't make sense forward because you don't understand it forward, but it makes sense backwards. Hmm. I kind of ate with it. That was kind of you did. <laughs> you got any more questions for us? Mm -mm, that was it. All right, it's your boy DJ Juke, man. We I would like to appreciate y'all for tuning in to the podcast. I'm here with Alfie with K. It's another episode of Blood Deal with K. Hey. Bye, y'all.